So, obviously, dedicated listeners of the Dialogue Box. Boxers, as I like to call them now. Oh, I've probably said that before. That's not brand new. But they I've have probably noticed. I've never said that before. Have That's I? definitely not a thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. What's up, Boxers? How you doing out there? But they've probably noticed that it's been a while since we did an episode. And are probably at least half aware that a ton of stuff has happened between then and now, particularly in the world of Gwen Frey. You've been... And deep. video games in general. And video like, games in general. That's very true. Yeah. Since uh, um, the main thing, GDC, happened, a ton of stuff landed yeah, in the world. This, and I feel like we've almost lapped it. Like, it's too late to go back and wax philosophical about Stadia and yeah, maybe. Um, Apple Arcade. Those are two huge things that happened uh, yeah. that were announced. Like... Um, and the ramifications of that and so forth. I think there's been a lot of talk about that on the internet already. And it, it's all just so speculative right now. Nobody really knows what's coming as far as... Well, we all know what's coming, but we don't know what will take off. Yes. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I, I completely agree. Like, the technology behind Stadia and some of the things they're looking to do with it is amazing. My faith in Google to stick with projects is still not strong. But yeah, that's just me and well it's not just me it's actually a lot of people but um yeah <laughs> that's just me i'm the only one who's saying that it's like no loads of people are saying that but um the technology is astounding so i'm amazed by all of the and their ambition for it uh and yeah apple apple doing their games thing it's subscription service yeah yeah that's, that's a big one i mean apple pushing into the premium space premium games because like pretty much when you think of a mobile game especially on apple you think of a free-to-play game they definitely do feature premium games yeah. but the idea of like we're going to release premium games as part of the subscription service the recurring payment thing uh there there's a lot of there's just a lot to dig into there if you're into that sort of thing you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. i i was uh just because I was watching, half watching that keynote at work, and I actually went ah to myself because Beck Saltzman was in it, and I know her, <laughs> and so I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> I know her, and so that was really exciting for me. That that's my personal note. They had uh, Overland in there, and they had Beck driving in a little, driving in a like camper van down a desert highway. I was like, this is amazing. So yeah. That's my extra that may not have been there for everyone. Uh, it was good. I mean, it's it's a really interesting time because there's a lot of people throwing a lot of money at video games right yes. now. Um, and if you happen to be lucky or connected or um, any number of things, then this could be a really amazing time for you because all there's money behind these, right? Like everybody all the new consoles are dropping and all these new subscription services are starting and there's new storefronts and mm. all of them are paying game developers to lock up exclusive content right now um, yeah 100 percent. and i mean speaking of storefronts and mentioning gdc <laughs> as i did at the top of the show uh you were at gdc and you were exhibiting on the uh epic booth and you will be well not you kine will be on the epic store yeah, you can't buy Gwen, but you can buy Kine. That's yeah. true. Uh, Kine <laughs> is going to be um, ex PC exclusive, so I'll, I'll be out on consoles as well. And that, uh, I haven't worked out exactly what the plan is there, but on PC, I will be exclusive on the Epic Game Store. Nice. Like, so this is. Have we actually have we discussed this on air no. at all? No, no I was going to say I didn't haven't. think we had. Um, like we've talked about it off the air for quite a bit, but like and and like. There's a lot of things I didn't even tell you about this yet, just leading up to Ooh. the announcement. Because there is, even though there's a lot of people throwing, or a lot of parties throwing a lot of money at people for exclusives. Yes. The one that's getting a lot of flack for it is Epic. I, um, like, just briefly, because you, you will know a lot more than me. And mm -hmm. <laughs> you are intimately involved in the process of the Epic store. In as much as, as I said, Kine is on it. I really do like the tagline, you can't buy Gwen, but you can buy Kine. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if that's really relevant, but it, still, I enjoy it. But um, yeah, I don't. I really like it. Kind of, you know, because people are mad at the Epic Store, and I can't mm -hmm. fully pinpoint exactly why. And that in and of itself makes me annoyed because I'm just like, it's a shop. 
it's a shop that's free. Yeah. You just go in it and buy. I don't. What do you want? Like, why? 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 Like, oh, well, well, I'm not going to buy this game. It's exclusive. You're like, it's a free launcher. It's not exclusive to a console. What, are you mad at Nintendo? Because you can't buy Mario on your links? Like, what What do you want? Yeah. I. Uh, this is a conversation. I, I'm horribly biased because I've been friends yes. with Epic forever. <laughs> I've been using their engine forever. Like, I think their new storefront is amazing. I would do this. I mean... I don't know how to put it. Like I, I actively want to support them in their effort to start this storefront. Yeah. I legit, like I'm legitimately friends with some of the people there and they've always been pro developer and amazing. Um, and so I do have difficulty seeing the other side of the argument, but mm. I can definitely understand there's friction. There's always friction. Anytime you ask somebody for their credit card information for the first time. Yes. And steam already has your credit card information. And so the idea of, I have some of my games on this storefront and some on this storefront. This sucks is bad. And the way I would argue about it is like nobody gets mad at um, Blizzard for having their own launcher for their games, right? Yeah. Because people are like, well, Blizzard makes those games. Yeah. But the reality is, Kine, I wouldn't be able to make it what it is. Um, like it would have been a shitty solo person project. They they Epic basically bought Kine. They're funding Kine. Yeah. So Kine is their game and they have every right to put it on their storefront first. Yeah. I thought that was super reasonable. Yeah. But that, that argument doesn't, uh, I don't think I'm going to get much backlash. I was worried about it a little because I did have mm. a steam coming soon page with like for a yeah, while and I called. A, yeah. Yeah. I had to, I was like, cause I have friends who have games on the Epic game storefront right now and they're pretty small time indies. Um, well, comparatively to like AAA titles mm. and they they had backlash in their community for coming out on the epic Games store Oof. even though they all they had was a page for wishlisting on steam yeah. they weren't selling pre-orders or anything um they experienced a great deal of backlash right before gdc and so a couple weeks before gdc i called valve and i had them quietly take down the storefront page and so if you ever clicked the link from like my twitter feed to go check out the storefront on steam for kine it was like it uh it was basically grayed out and said the developer doesn't want this page on here anymore nice <laughs> and i was just kind of like hoping no one would notice or yeah. call me out on it because uh, i i didn't want someone to have seen the game like two weeks before on mm. steam and then here it came out and it was going to be exclusive initially on the epic game like, store just, and this is a whole conversation like yeah. this was i t i met with some people from valve while i was there and they're like you have to understand in game dev circles this is an interesting conversation right now like yes. ryan clark has his games um coming out in the epic game store but left his steam page up and he after he was announced it was announced he was coming out in the epic game store he had a bunch of new wish lists on steam um and his argument is you should just leave it up and get those wish lists right mm. Yeah, but my f my fear is like, what if people wishlist it and they don't realize that it's not going to be out for at least a year um, yeah. after it comes out in the Epic Game Store, and then they feel hurt when it comes out in the Epic Game Store first? Like, is that a problem? Even though I'm not taking money, and and so I don't know exactly where to fall there, and I don't know what's right or wrong, and I don't want to deal with like <laughs> mobs on the internet. Like I'm one yeah. person, I can't I can't handle that, and so so I told. Valve actually believed that I should have left it up. They think strongly in that what Ryan Clark is doing is correct um, with Brace Yourself Games. Uh, and I actually kind of asked them, to, uh, like they of course took it down for me anyways, but it was a conversation where they're like, are you sure? Because you're missing an opportunity here. And I don't know if I did the right thing, to be honest. Um, I mean, from a consumer facing standpoint, I don't think you made a bad choice because you the game isn't going to be there. So it's like, I know, like you say, it might be eventually, but it isn't now. So why have the storefront there? It's like when you go in a store, a physical store, and they've got the whole stand for the thing, and you go, oh, and they go, we haven't got it. And you're like, oh. <laughs> well, there's, there are, there is such a thing as, say somebody's playing on, somebody's main machine is Linux. And yes. so the only way they can play the game is on Steam. And so they hear about the game and they want to go wishlist it. So if you have a Steam page, they can go wishlist it there. So they, they're reminded in a year to, to buy it. That's right? a real not a problem, Kate. Like, I, I mean, I guess you never want to say, like, someone's problem isn't a problem. But, like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't see why you would need to get mad on the internet if you're like, I'm using Linux, and what if I wanted to be reminded as to when Steam... No, had- I don't think they'll... It's not so much that they would get mad, as I'm missing the opportunity to capture that customer. Yeah, I get you. Right? I get um, you. I, I guess I'm just in a place where I just really don't understand why you would be mad. And people, people I know, reasonable people on Twitter at the very least... I see them being mad about the Epic Store getting like another when another exclusive is announced, like a big AAA one. It's like, oh, well, guess I won't be playing that again. It's like, what? what why? Dude, I know, I know people who are game developers who are working at like specifically large AAA companies who are legitimately mad at the Epic Game Store, like so, hardcore it. Steam fanboys. Like, I actually know a few and fought with them at GDC. Like, we had a, a pretty heated conversation. It was weird. Because we're friends. Yeah. I had no idea that there would be this kind of backlash. Like, me Uh, either, genuinely. I thought this was going to be, like, the Epic Store. Here it is. And it would just, people would just go, all right, cool. And that's it. It's because they're they're successful. Like, Discord did the same shit. Nobody said Jack. No. Right? Like, nobody was mad that, like, some small games that they hadn't really heard of or came, or, like, when Discord did it and did it with, Everybody was like, yeah, that's good. Competition's good. Epic yeah. does it with money. And it's like, okay, but this time we're actually going to fund larger projects that you might yeah. be interested in. Now everyone's mad about it. And I mean, this isn't new. I, I The other thing is nobody at Valve likes this either, from what I can tell. I've, yeah. I've talked to, I have friends that work there now. And like, they they don't want gamers being angry on the internet. They don't, they're not afraid of the Epic Games Store. They don't want this backlash. Yeah. You can't control your audience you know what i mean um like there's you can't i mean i guess they could release a statement that's like yo calm down guys but even that that's kind of patronizing it's difficult to know what to do right now because basically some mob has whipped itself up on the internet right and there's valve isn't in charge of that mob even though they are huge like they love steam but like valve can't just be like yo mob go in this direction like they don't have the ability to do that it's not actually their mob they're just people who've taken valve's name or something like i don't know what the deal is well i mean so it's a it's a weird one i can kind of the one thing i can understand is the idea of like the only thing i can get is digitally exclusive things that you don't download i guess like when you don't physically have a thing and it's exclusively tied to an ephemeral thing that could vanish, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, but that that's the case for absolutely every bit of digital media you buy. Like when I moved from the UK to the USA, Apple for some reason just doesn't transfer everything you bought on the iTunes store. So a bunch of movies, TV series that I had purchased, just I just don't have them over here. And I can't get them. I've I went through a lot of conversations and emails with apple support being like can i please i just want to watch alan partridge i bought it why can't why can't it just be here and they're like well it isn't and you're not gonna get it so i get that Uh, and it it, it is and it is a little frustrating but that's kind of not what's happening here so i i don't know well in a way some people would argue that it is like say you wanted um the key features on the Epic Game Store are not in yet and are mm. getting rolled out slowly because it was a soft launch, right? So they are soft launching a storefront with some blockbuster titles and that can obviously lead to some frustration. Like, um, on the the Epic Game Store isn't available in all territories and specifically um, the idea, how do I put it? Initially, this is something they fixed, but there was an issue where, say if you release a game on Steam, you set it to be $20 in America, Steam has an algorithm that it'll run to change not only the currency for other countries, but also be like, yo, in this country, people buy games for half as much Mm. because that's their purchasing power. Um, And so the average price of a game, for example, in Australia will be much higher than America. But even if you converted USD directly to like, I don't know, what's a currency? Great Um, British Pounds. No, no the, you guys are about one? the same as America. Oh, right. Like, <laughs> You're like, or, nah, not that one. A, a better example would be games are cheaper in Eastern Europe. Games are cheaper in Africa. Ah, yes, Africa, okay. Gotcha. Even though, 
even if you if the currency and it has nothing to do with the currency is what I'm saying. Um, Epic didn't have that implemented, so games were astronomically expensive in certain places. That was a real thing. Mm. Um, the storefront is still being localized to other areas. They just launched it in Korea. Um, there's also the reality of uh, Steam runs illegally in China right now. Um, it's yeah. technically technically like there's a lot of China's a complicated place where people tend to use like SVNs to get around the government infrastructure to get to things. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's kind of, it's sort of somewhat understood. Uh, but yeah, localizing to the Chinese marketplace is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, to come out legitimately in China is a huge pain in the ass. And most people can't do it. Um, and so there's loads of games on Steam can't launch their storefront legally in China. So they kind of operate in that gray market where they just allow people who are using VPNs and so forth to... Um, yeah. To get to Steam, whereas Epic is not going to do that because they have investment from Tencent and because they are they have like it would jeopardize their legitimate business ties in yes. China. Like they have they are too tangled up there. Right. Like the um, the they are Fortnite is legally in China. If they do something like have a storefront, the Epic Game Store illegally available in China, then the Chinese government can just shut down Fortnite and then nobody get like, that's bad for everybody. Right. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I shouldn't have said, oh God, I should have said Epic is tangled up in China. Epic is business in China, legitimate business. There yeah. was another thing where people, I, this is crazy. There was some controversy online where the new ones is like Ooh. the Epic game store it, or what is it? Because Tencent owns so much of Epic, they control Epic, which is obviously bullshit. Like, they they don't have anything near a controlling interest in Epic Games. And Tencent owns so many... Tencent's been actively trying to purchase as many American game devs as Dave companies as possible. Yeah. Their Tencent's major goal, because they have the largest storefront in China, is to lock down publishing rights for all the, the different games in China. And the way they're they're kind of strong strong arming that is to get a seat on the board or get involved in as many companies as possible. I'm not gonna lie, like we were talking to we were talking to Tencent when I was at the Molasses Flood, and, and the Molasses Flood is a tiny ass studio. Like Tencent owns a terrifying number, yeah. has a, a percentage share in a, in a large number of of companies, and it doesn't in any way impact what you do other than when you release in China, which storefront you may or may not release in China. That's the only thing they give a fuck about. Yeah. And I mean, it, it was, I mean, we've been doing this for about three years now. And when you first mentioned the existence of a company called Tencent, I don't think I was even aware of them, but it was something that I was like, oh, look them up. And it's like, oh, <laughs> they own everything. <laughs> they're, yeah. they. I mean, they're huge. This goes back to the relationship between very, very large companies and the Chinese government. The Chinese government doesn't like very, very large companies. The, the Chinese government isn't necessarily really good friends with Tencent. Uh, their government actively dislikes the idea of anything becoming so powerful that it could challenge the government. Mm. Um, so diversifying in companies outside of China is another strategy Tencent has for surviving, which is going into some deep politics stuff that I... I only understand because it's been explained to me. So yes. that's like a whole, like th that's, a, that's a different country. Like that's a different country with different rules. Uh, it most certainly is. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, with the Epic store. I mean, so I'm trying to think of the things I've heard of like genuine consumer complaints. Feature sets definitely seems to be one of them. People seem mad that a game they want to play won't have like all their friends list or the other thing. I, I don't think I use a s cloud saves, I guess is a thing. Like do mm -hmm. they, I guess they don't have that on the Epic store. Cause I've seen people being mad about that. And uh, otherwise I'm just really not other than people not liking the idea of exclusives whilst at the same time, I don't know steam. It's like, that's the monopoly already, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to use something else, you were kind of not realistically able to. So I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, they, I think everybody, 
The people who are complaining are more angry that they they can't also buy it on Steam because that's where all, that's more comfortable. That's where the credit card is. That's where the friend list is, and so forth. And I understand that. Um, and I can definitely understand waiting and buying it on Steam so you can keep your library together. Like that actually isn't weird to me. Um, I I get it. Um, but it just comes down to Epic has moved into the market in a big way and has given a lot of money to people. I, I mean, in all seriousness. Kind wouldn't exist in the form that it's going to exist if it wasn't for Epic, hands mm. down. Like it would have just been very different. It would have been what I could have scraped together. It would have been a different deal with a different party. It wouldn't have been what it's going to be. And I love yeah. what it's going to be because it's what I want. Like, and this is, I, I don't know how to explain this. Like the games that are on Epic's storefront, uh, some of them at least, wouldn't exist if Epic didn't will them into being. So I, for those at least, I think it, at least we can acknowledge that Epic has every right to make those exclusive. And I think the, I also think a lot of people, which you're not hearing, so people who are upset are complaining, but what you're not hearing are the people who don't have friends lists on Steam, but do play Fortnite. Like, as many yeah. people as there are on Steam, there's a lot of people who are in Fortnite and have a friends list there. Yeah. And at telling them that they have to have their game on, like, uh, I don't know how to put it. I, well, yeah, I can see I, the argument either way. Yeah, and it's like, so I was sitting in a cafe in Santa Fe, and behind me was a kid who was 10 who was playing Fortnite on his phone. And I was like, huh. Uh, really like this is again just more reminders of like oh Fortnite is the biggest game in the world that's that's amazing like I'm a big fan of this but I'm not I, I'm terrible at Fortnite but I'm a big fan of any time a video game is zeitgeisty and yeah that's like I mean you think if th- that kid then is like oh, I'm gonna play it on PC like all the creators I watch and I get the Epic Store, and oh look, there's all these other things. Like that ain't bad. Like I don't see how that's a terrible thing. It just seems to be the. I guess again, we're kind of in a circle, a loop of people, and they're all the yeah, people that were I already mean, using Steam and are going to be, I guess, mad. People, people resist change as part yeah. of it. Like I, the the Steam storefront was not appealing to the honestly younger generation like 20 or younger because it does i don't want to like be a bitch about it but it does look a bit dated and i don't think the epic game storefront looks perfect yet either to be fair but it's like the, I, it's I, the thing you interact with with fortnite on it like that's yeah you're gonna i don't know like i like you say i think there's a lot of power behind that there's a lot of people that are a lot younger than us that haven't got a 20 year old friend list like sat in a program like they've got like you said their friend list is all on the epic store <laughs> so yeah yeah i don't know I, it, it's a complicated mess but i think if we could just like i don't think anybody's mad if if you want to wait a year and buy it on steam so be it like I, I that's just, no, nobody's mad about that that's gonna I, be... I think the legitimate the people who have a right to be legitimately angry because i definitely would be too in my opinion are the people who pre-ordered the game on Steam and then for a brief bit thought that they would have to play it on the Epic Game Store and then, like, the idea that the friends list was going to be split, like, that was a shit show. So I think if you've been selling pre-orders on Steam to be like, never mind, that's a key for the Epic Game Store, I think that's a that's a misstep. Yeah, um, I mean, the only... Because I don't really... I mean, I interact with Steam in as much as I have to, but I've never, I don't have a friends list on there. I don't have any of that thing. But I was trying to think of how something applicable would be the same, how I would be annoyed in a similar circumstance. It was like, I guess if I pre-ordered a game on my Xbox and then now it's only on the PlayStation and you're not getting it on the Xbox anymore. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's where I, and, and even though I've got a PlayStation, I would still be kind of bummed because I'm like, oh, but that's the one I want to play on. <laughs> like, I like, I play all my games on that one for no reason. I cannot logically tell you why I prefer using this box over this box, but I would still be a little like, oh. I think the biggest driver for me would be where my friends are if I was into multiplayer games, which I haven't been for a while, so I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I guess I don't, I don't play video games with anyone, <laughs> so... 
All the video games I play, even though I've been playing so much Destiny 2 again lately, I completely oh, yeah. play that on my own. Oh, Gwen, I have... I bought it again, so I have had it on the PS4, the PC, and now I bought it again for the Xbox because I, I'm i like, it's the Xbox One X and I've got a 4K TV and I can sit and play it in my living room. And I've played so much Destiny 2 because I never played any of the DLC or anything. I missed that whole thing, so I'm making my way through all of that. and it, Oh, it's so good. But even that, I don't play with anyone I know. It yeah. just matchmakes me and everything, so I don't... My friends list doesn't matter. Like, I don't even look at it. I couldn't tell you who's on it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So we've established neither one of us have friends. Nope. Nope. So we're oh, out of that thing. Have, I had to go by, um, I mean, I'm working on Kine, right? And I yes. went and showcased Kine at, at GDC and I realized I didn't have 4K monitors. So I looked at it on a 4K TV for the first time right before GDC. Mm. And fortunately, like it almost entirely uprights really, really easily. Nice. Uh, but that kind of spooked me. I've been like, You've I've been, been making this game a on a budget. Non 4K world for a while. <laughs> yeah, so I went out and I bought 4K monitors now, just to make sure, like, so I don't get spooked like that again. Oh, dude, I guess you I, go right. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why. I was like, look, I'm I'm indie. I'm making this in the cheap. I don't want to spend money, you know. And and that's why. It's like I only have so much money. Um, especially, but now, like, thank you. Thanks, Epic. But yeah, uh, I have enough money to go do things like I need 4K monitors to make sure this looks right in 4K. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately, that, that's that got to be a thing. I mean, you've got to have like, so you mentioned, obviously, you're making kind. You've got to have a <laughs> like a ton of stuff like that that's suddenly coming up since you've stepped up from like, because it's also not just you working on kind anymore, correct? Like there's nope. a few other so, people. Yeah, so I've got some funding. Um I'm spending, well, I'll tell you, I've hired, basically, I have an outsourcing house I've worked with before. I love them, Surface Digital. I, mm. I know them pretty well uh, at this point, and I've hired four artists for four months, starting in January, to just completely overhaul and up the art for the game. Nice. And I've been directing them, and every day I come, like, it's constant. I'm working a lot, Chris. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I've been... <laughs> no. <laughs> you? I don't know how else to put it. Video games? Like, yeah. Like, I've been crunching since easily since January, like, Oof. hard. But I, it's it's good. Um, and, and part of it is, like, my team is out in the UK, uh, which is five hours sooner than, yeah. earlier than here. Um, and then my audio guy's out in the <laughs> on the West Coast. So those questions will come in later. And then there's just, like, it's, I'm not willing to, it's not an unwillingness. It's just I need to give art direction, and that takes a certain amount of time. Mm. It just takes time to direct people. It takes time to explain what's going on, <sighs> and I'm the one that I'm the one that implements everything into the game. Yeah. So, like, initially, I've uh, how do I put it? We started out with concepts and stuff, um, and then they would model something. I would get it after they left for the day. I would remodel it and then do drawers of all their work, mm. and then send that back. And we did that loop until we could congeal on a vision and then still like they would make them i i had to take all the levels and clump them in very specific ways because the game breaks apart in very specific ways so i do mean um just because i didn't fully understand go ahead (laughs) no it's okay so like before there was something like the world was made up of blocks and lines yes but those blocks and lines were clumped together to make a level and then that level was like textured a certain way when you entered the level and so forth. And it was all very procedural in a very gotcha. small way. Yes. But, um, and some of the blocks and lines were parts of two levels or three levels, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so everything was tagged very carefully. But when with the new art style, I kind of had to export, all right, here's everything that's only a part of this level. And here's mm. everything that's a part of this level and this level. And here's everything that's a part of this. And here's everything that goes up when it's obstructing the camera, and here's everything that goes down when it's obstructing the camera for this level. Um, and so I had to get those together. It, that was just like a week of just work, pretty much, just getting that out and in a, into an like exported into a format that they could work with because mm. they weren't in the editor up until very recently. Um, ah. And that and that's them. And then they would replace the blocks and the lines with like art. And then I would put the art in the game, and then I would give feedback. And then we had that loop for a while. And now I've got. Um, they're, the art director Rick there is in the Unreal Engine now, so he's I've I've got it down. So I still set it up. So all he has to do is right click a reimport, but at least that can happen without me being there. Yeah, um, that's nice. 
so we've got to that point and we've we've just been cranking through the game basically is what it comes down to yeah um and we're we're getting there we're getting there i'm nervous there's still way too much to do specifically on my plate and there's just things that i can't easily offload Mm. and i on any given day like i i don't I, I'm still at a place where I'm kind of scattershot. So for I'm us, sorry. I guess, well, the things that concern me change. Um, like at one point, I was like, I want to get absolutely everything for the boat levels done. So I know I, I had a beautiful corner for the default world. And there's this little, uh, what do you call it? Like there's this little side area mm. uh, where you have the side missions where in a boat. I was like, I want to make this area perfect so that I know I can take one thing to polish. I know how long it takes to, to get one thing to polish. And I want to do it procedure. Like I had a bunch of plans for that and I did that. But then uh, there's different things that cause me stress. Like I've pretty much got the entire game made with the exception of there was never an option screen. And so this week, uh, and there was never like two or three other things. Yeah. And so this week I was like, I just want there to be an option screen. It doesn't yeah. have to be functional. It doesn't have to be perfect. I just want to have one, like every, the bones for absolutely everything in the game. And then mm. that was really important for a while. But I can't just focus on that because I only have these artists up until, what is it? For like another month and a half. Yeah. Um, and then money runs out. So... So I have to work with them while I can, right? So I have to be focused on the art, but I also want to get the bones in for the entire game to make sure I'm not missing anything because as soon as I roll off the art team, I roll on a different team that's going to be porting. And I just want to know that like, there's no major surprises or shifts before we start porting. Um, And so there's just a lot of different directions. None of it's bad. Yeah. There's just a lot to do and the priorities are, are pretty... There's a lot of high priority things in my mind mm. and I'm juggling them as I can and I'm getting there. It's working. Yeah. I I mean, video games are hard. <laughs> Everyone yeah. it's making them seems exceptionally difficult. I mean, how do you find, so just of things like I can personally relate to the, the explaining something to someone else that is just completely in your head is, I find incredibly difficult. And and this is not your first rodeo doing this, but like I've definitely found, for example, when I'm uh, I run live stream production for Meow Wolf, when I'm setting up an event, which I've been doing recently, like setting up all the cameras, plugging everything in, like getting all the internet ready, do it, like getting all the sound ready, all this stuff. Someone will say, "Can I help?" and I really would like help because it all all of it, it, I am the keeper of all the knowledge. <laughs> but I then have to stop what I'm doing, start thinking about how to explain to the person what leads they need to plug in the cameras and where they need to plug it into the computer. The, I, my brain just goes to, it's quicker if I just do it. Don't worry. <laughs> so I don't, so the, like, how is that balance for you? Is that is that a thing? Like... There's times where what you just said makes total sense and you should do that. Where it doesn't make sense is, okay, maybe it'll take just as long if he helps, if your friend helps this time, but next time he'll already know what to do. Yes, that's true. And it'll be easier, right? If you have that kind of a situation, even if it takes a little bit longer to explain it, training up somebody else so that you are not the keeper of knowledge is very important. Yeah. I, I would encourage you to do that. I've been trying to do that in parts, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I just, I have noticed I am not good at quickly and concisely explaining what I need to do, even though I know that. And I wondered if that was any sort of a problem for you when working with others um, on something it like kind. So, like, it all depends. Most of the people, um, how do I put it? Depends on who I'm working with. Mm. Uh, I definitely, and it also depends. Like right now, in the we're hitting the point of production where it, I I can't train somebody. I don't have the time, and it's not yeah like where content lock is in two months. Uh, so the Ooh. time it takes to train somebody to do something isn't. I don't get enough value out of that. Yes. to make it worthwhile in most of the t- cases. And there is definitely like I'll tell you right now. 
Um, Mitchell, I love him. He's my friend. I'm pretty happy with the sound effects. Like, I don't think we need, for specific things, I don't think we need to touch the movement sound effects. I think they're fine. Um, but my musician really wants to dig in and do it. And I'm like, I don't have the time. He says, I'll do it. Show me how to use the engine. It's like, oh my God, that's even more work. <laughs> like, I love yeah. you, man, but that's, do you have any idea? But I mean, in the end, it's like, I want to work with him in the future and it's not that big of a deal. And he is a self-starter and I trust him to kind of like, it's like, okay, we're going to do this, but you're going to stay in just these areas and I'm only going to like, I'm going to get you into Perforce and here's the engine you have to download. You have to teach yourself on tutorials and figure it out. I mean, it's a node-based system. If you just stick to this area, it's pretty easy. I think you can get it there. And he's doing it, to be fair. Um, nice. And that's working out. But there was definitely a day there. I was like, fucking no, man. Yeah. Fucking no. No, man. Like, I am, I'm busy. Like, but, you know, you, you have to not, you have, that's an urge you have to fight really hard. Because it's very important to, in the long term, to train up the people who are around you. And it helps. I mean, it's a beautiful thing when, if you're the creative director, you think something is, like, I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, for certain things especially, I'm pretty not happy with the state of stuff. Yes. And I can definitely drive, like ride someone to just redo something many many times mm. but when i'm happy with it and that person's like no i want to touch it no this is important this is my game when somebody feels that kind of ownership over their work that's beautiful yeah that's a good thing yeah. you know that's that's the best case scenario and so you have to encourage that you can't not you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. it's uh yeah that's really good um so we want to wrap things up kind of soon but one thing i did want to touch on so you mentioned that you are two months away from content lock, which seems, even to me, crazy. Like, it feels like this is gone. First of all, like, at first I was like, oh, man, we've been working on this for so long. But then it's like, it's also gone so fast. And how are you dealing with crunch? Just because I know that's one, that's a big thing that people talk about. Mm. But two, because most people do want to hear the story of like, or they want to hear the advice, but normally they want to hear the advice and it comes when someone's already finished. Like, and they're like, well, let me tell you that I, I would take breaks and go to a spa and like, you want to hear that kind of information. But since you're like deep in it, it like, are you coping with it? Or is it just a thing where it's like, I'm just doing it because I have to. <laughs> like, hmm. Well, there's never been a universal, this is crunch thing. Oh me. no. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, let me explain that because I, I don't think I'm, um, for one thing, crunch is squishy. You talk about overtime. Every yes. I think nobody in their right mind would say that you should never work overtime, mm -hmm. right? I agree. Uh, that maybe that's controversial, but like, I, I mean, every job has a certain amount of overtime and it'll happen yeah. if like, say you, you, uh, you can imagine loads of scenarios where that happens. Uh, you can imagine... And there's definitely such a thing as healthy crunch, important healthy crunch. Things like we only have three weeks and then this trailer is being shown to the world. Get it done. Make mm. it perfect. Like the short goal oriented um, moments where you work a lot of overtime and then you have a breather afterwards because you're trying to achieve a specific goal. That is, I think, healthy and good. And the camaraderie you get and the, the ability to just completely focus on the thing when you're doing that is, is amazing. Mm -hmm. There is something, the end of a project at larger studios, so the, uh, uh, it obviously becomes a problem when there's no goal, when the deadlines move, uh, and all of a sudden like you're, you wind up crunching for way, way longer. Um, they, it's always, crunch is different on every project. There's the crunches where you start and somebody basically like a producer uh, at one point at a rational uh, person came in and was like, we are now crunching. What this means is the following. Mm -hmm. You will be working 10 hour days for five days a week, like, or whatever. Right. Like yeah. it, we changed, we shifted it. Um, but it's often not like that. It's often just like you have a deadline and that deadline is Monday. And also, Hey, by the way, we're buying dinner for anybody that happens to be here at six o'clock. 
like it's the more insidious not insidious but it's the squishier like yeah you don't have to crunch but you know this has to get done and we'll do what we need to do to help you get yeah. there uh and different people prefer different ones and some people just don't like any of it because they can't have the overtime because you know their life doesn't allow it and there's definitely a point where it's too much overtime mm. um and there's definitely different tasks which is the other thing like when you talk about people who work an alarming number of hours, some of it, the times when you see really exceptional numbers of hours, we're talking like that doesn't sound like the human body can do that. Yes. It's usually, those are usually either programmers who are in a hurry up and wait phase. There's hurry up and wait crunch, right? Where you've got like, you have submitted something to cert. Your ass needs to be in at your desk in case something happens in cert because you need to immediately respond to turn it around. But don't do anything. Just yeah. sit there. Like, here's a foosball table. Like, that's a that's a form of a crunch. Um, another form of a crunch you get is the kind of, like, um, say you've made the... This is really common in art. Um, you've made all of the roads in the game using some procedural system, and we just realized there's just no way we can optimize this in the PS4. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Somebody needs to go in and take all of the roads in the game and export them and then run Simply Gone on them and then fix them up and then it re-import them as a new asset, check that they're all right, and replace the procedural system. Oof. And this is mindless, yeah. bullshit grunt work. And so somebody named Hong will come into work. <laughs> I swear to God. This happened. This is a true story. Yeah, I, we'll I was just, guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and we'll just replace absolutely all of the roads in the game. And you will never see him leave. So I'm not sure if he slept. Like... That was inhuman, but he just kind of came in and he, for, I think, maybe a week and a half, he was a machine that's sole purpose was to replace these procedural roads with these not procedural roads. And then it happened for some other procedural system as well. Mm. And he was a cha he was the champion we needed because we didn't have time to fix this in any more reasonable way. Yeah. Um, that's a form of a crunch. That's when you see the, like the insane hours. The crunch that where you have to think is, I would argue, the insane hours where you're either in a zen light state or you're hurry up and wait is less painful than the slightly fewer hours, but you actually have to do like work where you think. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's draining too, and it's just a completely different way. Um, th there's, I, I guess what I'm saying is there is no universal crunch, and everybody's experiences are different. I'll tell you, I have friends at Rockstar. Um, and obviously there's been a lot of articles about the crunch at Rockstar and I've worked with them in the past. I have one in Rockstar New England and he'll say that this was the easiest crunch I've ever done. It was nothing. And I have a friend that's at Rockstar. Um, I can't I can't say where she is because it'll give away. But she's like, this is the worst crunch of my life. Yeah. And so it depends on which department you're in at a AAA studio. It depends on what studio you're in. Like uh, anyway, so yeah, comparing crunch from one project to another one studio to another is totally different and right now talking about crunching as an indie is a totally different thing because like my commute is from my bed to my desk and logically yeah. like i can it's easier for me to tell you the hours of the day that i'm not working yeah. when i'm sleeping i i'm still going to the gym three times a week like so there and that's you know when you count up like going there taking a shower coming back like so there's like six hours a week where i'm you know at the gym uh like, I, I make sure to, I've scheduled it in. I make sure I, I have dinner with my boyfriend three times a week. Like, I've reached a point where I'm probably logically working more hours than I ever have, but it doesn't feel bad. And I think, at, like, at all yet, really. I mean, it's a lot of hours, but because the work keeps shifting and it's different tasks, it feels like some of them are fun and some of them aren't. And in the end... I get to see 100% the fruits of my labor because it's my game. Yeah. So this crunch, I mean, talk to me again in a month when I'm dying. But like right now, I've, I've been doing this since maybe January. But I did take a break for PAX and GDC. Um, uh, I don't know. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Is this... It, this is, yeah, crunch crunch for you and how you're dealing with it. And I think you pretty much summed that up quite well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's, I'm working a lot right now. I'm scared that I'm not going to get in everything I want to get. I don't really have a backup plan for I don't get in for if I don't get everything. I mean, the backup plan is slip the consoles. I'm 
being extremely non-committal on which consoles I'm coming out on on mm. when and when because I don't know right now because I'm scared that I might slip as far as the content goes because it is slamming in so late um, and the production of this was weird it's weird to make an entire game and then redo all the art yeah um, uh, which is why things like all of a sudden I had major anxiety over the options screen because I'm like oh my god I haven't had to do <laughs> anything other than manage the art team and work on art in a while yeah. I don't know if I remember that and I the UI system is a hot mess and I don't know oh my god I better just get that done like get the bones in at least see like get that started yeah um and so the things I worry about change but I uh I don't know it's a really exciting time I this yeah. is the kind of stress that I love well it, you know like you say this is why you do these things so I'm looking forward to it Two months content lock, and then is there a release date yet? Yeah, content lock is a total rack of bullshit. Content lock for everybody but me, I think is the right way to put it. <laughs> um, and I, I haven't announced the release date yet, no. No, I was gonna say, I didn't think so, but you can, like, it's on the Epic storefront now, right? Uh, you can look at it, it has a coming soon page. Yeah. There's no concept of wishlisting yet in the Epic Game Store. Which oh, is a shame. well, forget it. I'm never using it. <laughs> well, I'm, no, I'm I joking. mean, I'm scared. No, it's not that. I I think that is one thing that I'm scared of as a developer, right? Like, I'm working really, really hard on a game. I, some of the feedback I've gotten from a friend of mine, Eka just launched Falcon Age, mm. which is an amazing game. It looks beautiful. Oh, is that a friend of um, yours? My, my wife's been playing a ton of that, and she loves it, and it looks amazing. Yeah, it does look amazing. And he's definitely like, Gwen, I haven't seen shit about your game. Why aren't you tweeting out GIFs on Screenshot Saturday? And I'm like, does that matter? Does any of it matter? <laughs> Does anything matter? <laughs> like, what is marketing? Like, do I need to, <laughs> like, how important is a GIF? Like, if I just, he's like, so what's your plan? I'm like, I don't have one. He's like, you know, that's a problem. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Probably. I, 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 how many people want this game? I have no idea. <laughs> like, uh. like, I don't know. I don't have a big, big reach. I don't, uh, I've gotten, uh, to be fair, I should be a lot more scared. Like, I've got no press over GDC and I got, like no press over packs not that i was showing at packs but like i showed the game at gdc and i got no press but i mean stadia was announced i didn't expect to get press yeah so, there was a pretty big gdc yeah uh, and it's like should i how worried should i be and is worrying gonna matter and i'm too busy to be worried about marketing right now yeah. which is definitely a problem by the way like <laughs> uh so echo's right maybe i should i mean tweeting out gifts every saturday is better than doing nothing you know I what we can agree on that i also won't lie the reason we are playing that game and the reason my wife's aware of that game is because of gifts on twitter so wh yeah. what there is to that i don't know but a gif of that little bird made, uh, was sent to us by a friend is like you are gonna love this game i think and we looked at it and was like "Ooh," and then bought it <laughs> so mm. i mean it worked in this instance yeah, it just comes down to time. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, that's every, I mean, I, I have no excuse. I should make gifts for Twitter. I'm never happy with any specific gif. I don't, none of the environment art is finished because I've got ev the bones in for everything. Yeah. And I want to show, like, at this point, it's been so long, I want to show an interesting gif. Like, I'd like to show the boat area or something like that, like a new puzzle type. Uh, so people see that, but like, I don't know, Gwen. That you, won't be for. Yeah, I mean, you haven't really made that many gifts of this game, so I wouldn't worry about people being. I don't know, like, where's the new stuff? It's like you know, every time anyone new sees something, it's new. So I had not seen mm -hmm. that game at all until our friend sent us that gif, and it was like, oh, what's this? So it was all new to me, despite however many gifts had previously been done yeah okay i should start doing that yeah 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 all right i'll do one maybe i'll do one today do it I gotta go to the i have a dentist appointment oh God. i gotta keep up my my regular stuff my life stuff dentist you know dentist. it's weird i don't have a but i'm confident that i can get the games done but it's the life stuff that slips for me oh god yeah you you're uh you're telling me, Gwen, but I am personally very glad, at the very least, that uh, 
we are recording today and that I am actively planning for us to do that every week as much as we can again. So, hooray! Hey and you, you take it easy. I know you're you're not exactly uh, flush with free time either. <laughs> no, but also when I do have free time, I just completely like not use it correctly like my weekends are always just like okay how can i not go anywhere and do anything at all how can i be in bed by like half eight watching youtube <laughs> like, that's that's fine it's this is fine having a job oh no 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 it is but also i i i definitely miss the amount of just like stuff i would uh do and put out and i have ambitions for myself on that level so i'm like yeah i don't want to let that slip and you know it would be healthier if i did more than uh just my job so while i feel i have the time to spend on just me uh i will uh <laughs> endeavor to do that but that also means more podcasts coming up in the future for gwen and chris so hopefully everyone will be hearing more and more about the development of kine I'm just excited for it to come out. Like that's like I'm at that stage. I'm just like I'm really looking forward to the day where I can be like it's out and playing it and invent. telling people. Dude, I want to like I want to hit pause in the world. <laughs> I don't want anybody else to move forward. I just want a month. <laughs> like, oh god, yeah, that would be nice. How sweet would that oh, be? Oh, it'd be so good. Like if I could just be like, oh, can I just like even my time off is for other work. So I'm like, <laughs> can I just like not just for yeah a month would be great so that'll be the yeah. next project gwen that will that will that will truly be the magnum will opus of the dialogue a, box invent a time machine Is time that stopper part? like that would oh, yeah. and for everything around you except yourself and chosen individuals i feel that, that would be great yeah i oh god like it's just i i made an agreement that the game would come out at a certain time yeah so the game's gonna come out at a certain time and i just gotta get it done yeah and i think you will gwen Frey. but uh for now let's uh wrap this show up uh thank you for joining me gwen hey thanks for having me this has been gwen Frey and chris slight and you've been in the dialogue box